What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome back to the Wellpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cook. And this week, we've got a fantastic interview in our Real Wellpreneur series. This is one of the most popular series on the podcast because it's where I talk with a successful Wellpreneur who's actually working in the industry about what's working for her these days. So how did she get started? How does she find clients? How is she doing marketing? All that stuff that so many of you are wondering and wish you could ask more established practitioners. Well, I'm doing it for you. So this week, we've got health coach Maria Claps on the podcast. Maria specializes in wellness for midlife women, and we're going to talk about her own personal journey to become a health coach because of her own health issues around perimenopause. So Maria now focuses on midlife women and specifically uses hormone testing to help them get great results. So in this interview, we're talking about how she found her first clients, referring to other health coaches, and how she really suggests new health coaches get started with their business, and some of the things that were real turning points in growing her own health coaching practice. If you'd like to come chat about this week's episode with us and 4,500 and more Wellpreneurs, you can join us on Facebook in the Wellpreneur community group where we're in there offering advice and asking questions and helping each other out. It's really awesome. Now, this episode is airing in April 2019. So if you're listening to it on the week it runs, you definitely want to know about my brand new beta program that starts on April 15th. I am so excited about this. It's called Alchemy and Action. Alchemy in Action is all about tapping into the energy of spring to help you create what you want in your life and your work. Now, I've been talking about seasonal health and beauty for years, but this is the first time that I've brought my love of seasonal energetics and remedies and rituals and aligned actions towards creating what you want in your life and your business and your work. Alchemy in Action is a four-week online program, which starts on April 15th. And this is the spring edition, so it's going to be all about springtime rituals, remedies, and aligned actions to let your life and work flow. It's a little bit crazy because in our society, we tend to try to start the new year in January, but the energy of January is all wrong. Like January is the middle of winter. It's a time of looking inwards and resting and restoring and nourishing ourselves. Springtime right now is the time of new beginnings, of fresh starts of clearing out the old to make space for what you really want to create, for getting out in the world and putting out sprouts, planting seeds, you know, really making it happen. This is the time. So you can have a total fresh start this spring by just tapping into that energy. And it's so much fun and deeply satisfying to work with the energy that's going on in the world instead of trying to fight against it and force yourself to start things in January, right? So Alchemy in Action is going to be kind of a magical experience, actually. I've got remedies and rituals for you. I've got actions and lots of 
I'm trying to keep it. I'm actually trying to keep it so that it's very simple to fit into your life. So it's not going to be a huge time commitment. But if your imagination and your curiosity is really captured by one of the things that we're doing together, then I have lots of other resources so you can go deeper and, and explore more. I really can't wait. So this is a beta program, which means I'm looking for women who want to join Alchemy in Action at a very special price in exchange for giving me your honest feedback and suggestions and sharing your wins and inspiration. And your experience with this program is going to directly shape what it becomes in the future, how it transforms. So if this sounds at all interesting to you, I'd love it if you go check out more about Alchemy in Action. You can find out more on my website at amandacook.me slash spring. That's amandacook.me slash spring. We start on April 15th, and I would love to have you join us for a little alchemy and a lot of action. Okay, now let's jump into this real Wellpreneur interview with Maria Claps. Hi, Maria. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Hi, Amanda. I'm really excited to be here. So I like to start off my interviews by asking, how do you describe what it is that you do? Oh, that's a great question. I've struggled with that a bit through the years, but I describe myself as the perimenopause and menopause mentor. It's pretty short and sweet. Ooh, that's good. Okay. And that, that is like everyone listening, a few people were probably a little jealous that you can say it so succinctly. And I'm guessing it wasn't always that way, was it? Did oh, it no. You? <laughs> <laughs> so you're a health coach and you specialize in working with midlife women. Tell us about how this all What's your story? How did you come to be that? Right. Well, I've heard it said that we teach what we need to learn ourselves. And I desperately needed to learn about this. About eight to 10 years ago, I went into perimenopause. I didn't really know it at the time. It was my wonderful mom who's like, I think you're in perimenopause. It was awesome that she knew because so many women still don't really know what that means. But so I brought myself to a doctor in New York City because I was not a health coach yet, but I was always holistically minded. And so I said to myself, okay, the local doctor here in my town is lovely. He's affable. He's funny, but he's a prescription mill. That's just true. And I knew that I didn't want that to be me. So I went into New York City, saw a multi-published physician, and it was almost an epic fail, save one thing. It really propelled me to figure out is there's there's got to be a more comprehensive way to deal with these hormonal changes. There's got to be more than just taking high-dose vitamin D and the bone health drug and the flu shot and the you know mega doses of hormones that he offered me. And if anyone just didn't catch it, I did say that this was a holistic doctor. So it was at that point in my disappointment in in the time that I had with him, my appointments, I was like, I'm going back to school. So it's that's when I pursued one training after another. It's like the ink wasn't dry on the first training and I was enrolled in the second and the third. And then I just started really helping women from there, mm. just from that point. From So from education and lots of personal experience. When you started, were you pretty clear about what niche you wanted to work in or were you kind of like, oh, I just, I want to help, you know, women in general or how did you come onto this niche? Yeah. I knew I wanted to help women in general. And I probably was sort of like seeing sparkles when I first started, like, oh, this is so exciting and you're learning and you're excited and you're all over the place. But it, it wasn't, it didn't take too long to realize that 
my experience typified the experience of so many women in there say, you know, I was in my early forties at that point. But so as the few years went along, I was like, okay, so now in my mid forties, my late forties, and these women are massively suffering and they're underserved by just the blogging community and the, you know, the physician community and, and even the health coach community. And I, and I say that in general terms, there are other people out there who are working with midlife women and are doing a great job. But in general, I was like, these women are underserved and they want to speak to someone. They want to work with someone that has both the clinical experience and the empathy mm -hmm. and they want to be heard. So yeah, that's, it didn't take me too long to figure it out. I've really noticed over maybe the past year, definitely the past year, maybe two years, but really the past year, there's so much talk now about, well, I won't say so much about menopause. Like basically there was none before it seemed like, and now people are starting to really talk about it. Like this is really becoming a topic. Even it's like gets on the BBC or, you know, in mainstream news, there was just an article in the New York Times about it. So it seems like finally this is really becoming, it's not just... I think in health coaching, a lot of people talk about, oh, losing weight or, you know, right. moms with new babies. But it's like this is really getting momentum behind it now. I would agree. But I would also say it's not even enough information yet because I feel like there is this still there's like this little aspect of shame around these changes. And that's because I, I think, you know, there's this general idea that if you're not fertile, you're kind of washed up and dried out. Mm -hmm. and you don't really count anymore. And that's that's just not true. But I think that that has just been kind of somehow drilled into the consciousness of so many women that they're afraid to discuss it, sometimes even embarrassed to talk about it with their doctors. So yeah, it is true, right? I'm really trying to see that BBC documentary myself. I know it just came out. And there are there is more talk about it, but like it's my mission to get it out in the mainstream even mm -hmm. more. So I noticed that you use the term midlife woman. How did you come across that? Was that something you heard the women using themselves? Because I know there's people like struggle with how do you describe how do you describe that in a way that's not that's in a way that's acceptable. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a great question, right? We always want to use the language that our clients are using. And I, I have to say, I might be guilty on this. I don't know that I've heard my female clients describe themselves as midlife. I would have to think back. I do have like a word bank of, you know, surveys that I've done. So I, ha I would have to go and check that. But it is seen in so many articles and, you know, so in the scientific literature, like women in midlife, you know, and I think for the most part, women understand like midlife, you know, means that, you know, you're, you're not in your twenties and thirties, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're probably not in your seventies either. So midlife is a bit of a moving target, but mm -hmm. I just think it resonated with me and without knowing for certain, I do think it resonates with the women that I serve. As oh, well. totally. Totally. I just know that I've seen like we've had some discussions in our group where, you know, people will say like, oh, like this mature or like they'll just come up with these words that I don't know, they all seem really loaded. So I think midlife's actually quite nice. So I was just right, curious. right. Yeah, right. Mature. <laughs> I remember ages ago placing sort of like a job ad and I was told I am not allowed to use the word mature in a job ad. <laughs> so it's probably not a good idea to use it in, in my ad copy mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway, so that was a little aside, but shifting gears. So when you started health coaching, I'm always really curious, like, how did you get your first client? 
Yeah. Okay. So I did actually start working in a healthcare office and I probably did that for about a year, maybe 18 months. So that worked for local business, but I realized pretty quickly that that did not give me the freedom that I was looking for. And I had to get dressed up and put makeup on. So I just took to, I just took to the internet and you know what? I mean, do you remember the app called Periscope? I don't even know. Oh, if it's yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. So I got really comfortable with that and I started uh, broadcasting or whatever it was called. And then obviously kind of switched over to Facebook live, but it, it's really, really, truly about always showing up, meeting a need, providing content, being uh, empathetic to women, giving hope, So for me, it was, I went quickly from being location-based to being online. I'm not even really a big blogger, did a few blogs, but you just kind of like, you know, one of the things that worked for me was showing up in online forums and being of service, not commenting on threads and posts saying, well, I can help and book, you know, here's my calendar link and book right here. But, you know, if you desire to be of service, people will notice that. You don't have to say, you know, book with me, or I've helped people with that. You you just, you know, the way you come across, I think, is really catches the attention of people. So I would say being of service in forums, doing some blogs, starting to get on podcasts, and um, just like creating really valuable content in in the form of like an opt-in on my website. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. We talk about that a lot here. And I think that's such a good point about just showing up in communities where, your potential clients are and just being helpful, not needing to be salesy because they'll they'll be like, oh, she's helpful and the right people get attracted to you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I've I've this rings true is nobody minds buying, but nobody wants to be sold to. Totally true. So I'm curious in the beginning, did you find clients through referrals through your friends and friends of friends and family or was it it can be so hard talk- when you start out without an audience to like find clients through the Internet in the beginning? Right. So one of the things I think that's really good is to get in the little kind of health coach community, because in the little health coach community that I'm in, I'm known as the person who is the go-to for like the midlife issues, the perimenopause, the menopause, the PMS. And you know what? Sometimes some of those health coaches became my clients. If they weren't my clients, they referred people to me. They shared my content. You know, another thing that I also do think is good as we go online is not to kind of forget our roots and not to forget where we start. And I think that it it is very valid to do things in your local area. And I try to always kind of, I say that that helps maintain like the human aspect to my business. So I do try to do one in-person event per year. And believe it or not, in-person events can actually turn into online clients mm-hmm. because, you know, those people, maybe if they travel to see you, they can't, you know, you can let them know, hey, you don't have to come and see me in an office or in a coffee shop. We can meet on the phone or Skype or they'll refer people to you. So I think it's myopic to think that if you do an in-person event, that the potential for that event stops right there. The potential is you're getting your name out. And you don't know like where those seeds, how those seeds are going to bloom and be planted. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, because everybody's online. So just because you're meeting somebody in person, you're just making a connection in person, but you can still work with them online. That's such a good point. Yeah, exactly. And also, I'm glad you mentioned the referral network, because I think sometimes there can be a tendency when people are starting out to kind of look at everyone else's competition 
But you're so right. Like that even happens in our group. People will say, oh, you know, does somebody specialize in this or skin issues or hormones or whatever it is? And you just refer. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Okay. So if you could go back to when you were just finishing your health coach training and give yourself some advice, what would you tell yourself? Don't necessarily feel like you have to have it all figured out. Don't create a logo right away. Yeah. <laughs> my my dear husband actually told me that. I was so eager to get those uh, bells and whistles going up. Realize, okay, the biggest one I think is realize that you will evolve and change. And it's such a, an incredible journey of self. You know, we grow along with our businesses so much and we grow as entrepreneurs. So don't think that you have to figure it out all up front and start before you're ready. Because if you're waiting to have the perfect package, I cannot tell you how many times I've changed my packages, the amount of sessions I do, my fees. I even just kind of recently rebranded, changed my website. So if you let those things hold you back, you'll never get started. You won't grow into what you're supposed to be. Nobody has it all figured out. We're all still growing and changing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Great advice. It's so true. People have so many questions about pricing. And it's kind of like, you know what? Actually, it doesn't really matter. Like, just pick something and start. <laughs> and then it does matter. But like, you're going to change and you'll figure it out. And so it's really nice to hear somebody else just say, you know, you still change things and tweak and adjust. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned earlier about wanting to work online for the freedom that you wanted. So what does that freedom look like for you? Right. So that freedom looks for me specifically, I will say, is working like yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I even pared back my schedule to have mornings free every other Tuesday. But I love to travel and I can't travel if I have a, a location-based practice. So that's what freedom looks like to me is we're looking at uh, planning on spending, you know, a month in Southern Italy in the fall. So almost, so almost a year away. But I said to my husband, I said, you know, you do realize that we're, you know, I'm going to be working. I says, I need a part of each day to work. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So it's just going and traveling and experiencing. That's my passion, but also being able to keep, you know, touch with my business and, you know, maintain the business. I'd like, it doesn't have to come to a standstill just because I'm traveling. Of mm-hmm. course, it'll be scaled back a bit to accommodate for time zones and any fatigue that traveling brings. But that is, to me, that's one of my biggest values and passions is being able to travel. I'm curious, like how your packages have evolved over the years of your business. A lot of people start with one-on-one coaching, but then move into like group programs or evergreen programs. What does your business look like now? Oh yeah, that's so funny. Um, so many people probably, I don't even need to say the name of the school. I'm sure many people recognize this as the kind of the, the template, right? You have a six month program and you meet with people, you know, twice per month. And, you know, you discuss all the basics, like drinking more water and eating more greens and kind of started out there. And then I quickly realized that for most people, six months was just way too long, especially as a one-on-one program. Because when you look at six months as a one-on-one program, and to be honest with you, I still do have a six-month one-on-one program, but it really was like, you have to go through an application process and really have to make sure that we're going to be a good fit. So it was like kind of like one program, six months for everyone, one price, sort of like these are the things we discuss. And then it just got much more specialized. I got some feedback. 
one of my first one-on-one six-month clients she was like six months is a little p- bit too long four months is better and, and I kind of felt into that and I was like yeah I think you're right so then that became a four-month program now my more popular one-on-one program is three months I also do group programs and I also have a bunch of shorter programs that are really focused around specific issues so if you as a health coach or a wellness practitioner if you can get really known for something and build like a program around that. So I'm really known for being a Dutch test expert. So I have like a simple program. It's two sessions. It includes a Dutch test, you know, two sessions. So it's a 30, 45 day program. And I say 30 to 45 days because the Dutch test has to be timed with a woman's menstrual cycle in most cases for most women. And so that's like a real, that's a, a very focused program. Um, So I have another one like that, which is a gut health program that I use um, another test for, uh, a gut health, you know, stool test. And that's a very focused program. And I will have to tell you this, Amanda, I have done those for a while and I pulled them off the shelf because I said to myself, I don't know that I'm really serving women correctly. Meaning like, am I really helping them get to the root of their issues? And it was a bit of a crisis of conscience for me. All right, and here's like a, just a perfect example of how we just kind of shape shift and we're always changing. And so I pulled them and I was like, no, 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 no. If you're going to do these these tests and work with me, you've got to do three months and we've got to do both tests at the same time. And I still have that program. But I've now kind of, again, there's like this wax and wane, this ebb and flow. And I now offer these kind of singularly focused all right, we're going to work with this one test. You're just going to get two sessions. And that, and in that, in that, you get like a full protocol from me. So I'm not leaving them high and dry after the test. And, you know, those really work for some women. And here's the good thing about them is they can actually be, what do you call it? Like beginner programs where they get a taste of working with me. We find some things that, you know, to work on. We get them some results, but it doesn't necessarily get a hundred percent of the results that they're looking for. And and they realize coming in, you know, and I, and I actually let them know that, yeah, this is a great test and here's what we can do. But I don't know that this is the whole of what you need. And most women are like, no, okay, that's okay. I heard about this test. I really want to do it. And can we get started? And I'm like, great. So I feel like if I'm up front and I let people know that here's what you can expect, here's what may not happen for you, then I feel morally and ethically okay with doing those programs. Whereas several months back, I was a little bit more on my high horse, like, no, I can't serve women. No, they have to work longer with me. And it really wasn't a money thing. It was just like, am I doing the right thing? So I just kind of gave you the evolution of of Mm -hmm. my of my programs right there. Mm -hmm. Do you have people that help you run your business? Do you have a team? Is it just you? Do you have an assistant? What's that look like? Yeah. So I have an assistant. I actually just hired her about four months ago. And I do have like a marketing team. I actually just hired them about four months ago too. So now I've been doing this work for almost five years and I'm just real, just coming to the realization that I can't like do life (laughs) as a mom of four and keeping a husband happy and running a household and this business without a lot of help. So yeah, just got the team and I'm really happy for it. Awesome. Small team, but you know, they're in place. Yeah, that's great. What do you think the turning point really was in your business where you felt like it really started to take off? Okay, that's a great question. 
it was Periscope. And so not so much Periscope, yes, just Periscope, but it was literally getting out to the world, putting my face out there, putting my voice out there, not being fearful. So I don't know that Periscope even exists anymore, but it's about showing up and like being vulnerable. I speak to so many people that are like afraid to offend or that are, there are truly some people that are afraid to just kind of be in front of people. Maybe they get anxiety or they get flushing or or what have you. So I'm, it's funny. I say, I'm not the life of the party. I actually do tend to be more on the shy side, I think, but because I'm so passionate about health and wellness and about the issues that midlife women face that I'm like, just give me, give me a platform, give me a mic. So I think that's, so 2015 is when it really started to take off when I started to become known. And and again, it was Periscope. That was the vehicle back then. But the idea was, was that I started showing up and answering questions and being vulnerable and sharing my journey. And consistency is so much of it, isn't it? Like you were just showing up probably regularly oh, and really, yeah. Yeah, yeah actually really it, it was, at that point it was daily. Yeah. Yeah, which is, which I don't, I can't do daily anymore now that I'm as busy as I am. But yeah, I always, I always do show up weekly at least. Mm-hmm. So for like a new health coach that's out there listening, just thinking about starting their business or just getting started, what advice would you give them? Okay, so I would say that Start by creating something, create an opt-in. And I think you would probably agree with me on this is you probably don't even need a website. You just need like a landing page with an opt-in. You need to offer something of value. I would have, I wish, my gosh, do I wish I started building my email list like from day one? I don't know that I was ever taught that, but I think that that's super important. So, and you know, for new health coaches, that can be a little bit hard to figure out. So brainstorm with someone, figure out like what it is that you want to offer and realize, you know, when it comes down to like almost almost anything in life, like taking a new job, starting a business, like creating an opt-in is no one's like kind of chaining you to it. If it doesn't work, you can change. If your opt-in doesn't work, you can change, but you do have to create something to kind of get yourself on the internet map. So at least a landing page and then come up with a program. What are you passionate about? Like I'm extremely passionate about helping women in their 40s, 50s, 60s really thrive. There's nothing else that I want to do except for that. And having said that, you know, I sometimes these ladies do you know, refer their men either to me, but, you know, and that'll happen. And sometimes they think that if I niche out, then I'm going to lose business. No, that's not true. You're going to actually gain business. And, and you know, it just helps direct marketing and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. if people see that you're passionate about something, so I would say for new health coaches, it's just find your passion. I'm curious on the personal side now, do you have certain rituals and routines or things that you do to keep yourself balanced and well as you're trying to, you know, run your life and run your business and all the things you have going on? Yeah, that's a great question, Amanda, because I don't know if you've seen this, but there are so many of us in the health and wellness field, we just burn out. We just absolutely burn out. So is it an entrepreneur thing? Probably. But I really feel like we're kind of held to a higher calling and we need to take care of ourselves. So there was a time when I was really starting to get busy. It was like a, I said, around 2015, I was like sitting long hours, creating programs and my health suffered. So I was like, okay, I can't do this life. I can't do this business if I'm not taking care of myself. 
So I sauna a few times a week. I'm pretty solid on eating a nutrient-dense diet 80 to 90% of the times. I make time for movement. And again, because I serve women in midlife, this is what women in midlife do. I'm postmenopausal at this point. Taking care of my health is non-negotiable. So sauna, food, and then movement. Those are my daily non-negotiables. Do you have any kind of like morning routine or have you not? Have you played with that at all? Because that's something that comes up a lot with our guests. Yeah, no, that's still an area that I'm working out. I'm not great. I'm not really an early morning person, but my morning, I would say it's a loosely based routine. So in the morning, I do some intermittent fasting. I will exercise, then sauna, and then get to work. Then it's like a nice big break. And then it's back to work for a few hours. And then it's prepared dinner. So that's mostly my day. So we're recording this right at the end of 2018. So as we're looking ahead to the new year, where would you like to take more risk in your business or life? Oh, that's a great question. I'm about to run Facebook ads and everything that I hear about Facebook ads is a little scary. Like sometimes people using the wrong words or having like their accounts shut down. So that's going to be a little bit of a step of faith for me is running those ads. I plan to be writing um, a really controversial blog post on hormones, and it's really counterintuitive to what most people think it's going to be. So that's going to be pretty risky because I'm going to be called upon to you know, defend my position. Those are, I guess, two big things right there. Okay. So just some parting words of advice for, I guess, for, yeah, advice for listeners that, you know, really want to get their own business to grow next year. Yeah. Right. Okay. So health coaches definitely need like a a solid program that they go through and then they need to, you know, know that they don't need to know everything. They have something to offer. We'll never know everything. You know, I know a lot about hormones, a lot, but I had a woman contact me about autoimmune progesterone dermatitis. And I had to tell her, I do not know about that. Thankfully, I have a mentor and I can find out about it. But, you know, we're not going to know everything. We may know a lot. So don't let that hold you back. And then get someone who can who can challenge you. So like whether you, you pay for a business coach, you enroll in a small mastermind, you know, you're in a circle where you can bounce ideas off of people and then just move forward. Like if you want to move forward, you're going to find ways to move forward or you're going to stay scared and stuck and in a rut. So I just, that that's my yeah, advice. Great. Thank you. Cool. So thanks so much for coming on. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and learn more about your programs? I know you do some work with health coaches as well. Sure. So, and one of the things I was going to mention in terms of where you can find me, but also a great thing for health coaches to start getting a footing in the online world is Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram at it's Maria Claps. So that's C-L-A-P-S. And it's Maria Claps Hormone Health. I think if you just put in search Maria Claps, I should come right up. So on Instagram, really super active, love to share content, love to interact there. And then I actually do teach health coaches how to read the Dutch test. So that's a a hormone test that's pretty popular in the functional health world. And I teach them how to read it and how to use the test to help women and how to use it to build their business, because that has actually been a huge part of um, building my business. I don't know why I didn't mention it when you asked me what really kind of 
got you, uh, you know, got that momentum in your business. But that was certainly one of the things that did. And my website is just my name. It's mariaclaps.com. And again, my last name is spelled C-L-A-P-S. Cool. Thank you so much. And we'll link, I mean, we'll link all that up to your website and where you help health coaches and your Instagram, everything from the show notes. And also you're totally welcome to come join us in our Facebook group and chat with the listeners to this episode. I would love to. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here today, Maria. Thank you for having me, Amanda. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. You can find all the links in the show notes at wellpreneuronline.com. And of course, you can find all of the other podcast episodes. We've got lots of these real Wellpreneur interviews available for you on the website or in your podcast player. And if you're listening to this in April 2019, don't forget that my brand new Alchemy and Action program starts on April 15th. And if you'd like to get more information about how you can really step into that energy, that natural energy of rebirth and fresh starts that are happening in spring to create whatever you want in your life and business, Alchemy and Action is all about springtime rituals, remedies, and aligned actions to let your life and work flow. I'm looking for women who would like to be beta members of this program. If you're at all curious about it, you can learn more at amandacook.me slash spring. I would love to have you join me for this springtime journey. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully I'll catch you in our Facebook community and I'll of course see you back here next week with our next episode. 